0: Everyone wants my Dunkachino Can't get enough of my Dunkachino What's my name? Dunkachino! dunk a dunk a dunk Excuse me, I'm just gonna have my coffee Hey! Is anybody- Conversations about society, one cup at a time. Coffee with R.W. Un cafecito.
1: Pour yourself a cup
0: and join us. Es un cafecito. welcome everybody this is uh, yours truly ralph william coffee with rw on this fine morning and i hope you have a great morning and uh make sure you have your beverage a nice warm beverage cold depending on where you are in the world and uh, what time of day you want to uh enjoy that beverage first off i want to say it was going to be a covid uh somewhat heavy episode so join at your own risk listen at your own risk and if you want to send me your hate mail uh or hate messages because of it uh you can send it to at the ralph william on twitter at ralph william on twitter and also Follow my internet radio station as well, WESN, the Epic Strategies Network, on Twitter as well, WESN Radio, at WESN Radio. Also, if you want to join us in the crowd, meaning if you want to join us in the chat, you need to download this Podbean app, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. And when you do that, you can join us live when I do the show. Uh, but that's only if you want to use it. If you want to chat with us, conversate with us, throw some feedback, call in, and uh, all that stuff, uh, download the Podbean app on your Play stores, wherever you get your apps, and you can join us in the chat. Just make sure to look for the Ralph William Podcast and hit that follow button so you know when I go live. It's usually a morning show. Every morning is usually a morning show for yours truly that's why it is called coffee with rw and uh hopefully you do that and because it is called coffee with rw i have mine at hand right at the moment so for all of you out there that is going to join me in this fine moment whether it be in real time or later on in the day uh Here we go. Let's do this. If you have your coffee mugs, your travel mugs, your sippy cups, your doggy bowls, if you have a beer hat and you want to drink it like that, then go ahead and do so and join me in a sip of cafecito. Mm. Now that, that is delicious. Mm -mm -mm. That is good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, all right. I know that that can be annoying for some people, but I enjoy my warm cup of coffee. <clears throat> so I do want to acknowledge the people that are here live on the Podbean app. I want to say hello to Audrey, Audrey Quinva, who is in the chat, <clears throat> who also has a podcast on Podbean. So make sure and wherever you get your podcast as well. Uh, Also, we have Shelby in the chat. Hello, Shelby. Good morning to you. We also see um, Linda joining us in the chat. Linda, how are you? We also have uh, Ellie in the chat who joined us. I hope you're doing well, Uh, Ellie, who is in Iran. And uh, I hope everyone is doing well. And uh, for all the you no names out there that uh, don't have a name, Uh, We're just going to call you Creeper. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Creeper. We enjoy your company. All right. So uh, I want to do some honorable mentions. Uh, Make sure to go check out Slacker82Alpha. This is a a podcast that's out, and uh, they are also on my internet station, uh, WESN. Their show is on every Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, you can tune in and listen to them. There are two veterans uh, wanting to um, talk about their country and try to uh, make it better in their ways. Uh, They are... uh, I don't know how else to say it, but they are very um, unfiltered. It's the best way I can say it. they are very unfiltered. So uh, <clears throat> uh, make sure you have earmuffs. <laughs> I mean, your ear, 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 ear uh, earbuds on, earbuds. All right. So make sure to go check them out uh, every Wednesday at uh, seven PM Eastern Time. All right, and also. Other people that are on the uh, on the station, go check out the Underground Shuffle. They are on Thursday nights at seven. No, I'm sorry, at nine p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. The Underground Shuffle. If you're into uh, a hip hop rating show, or if you want to hear what's new and what's out, if you want, or even if you want to submit your track or your skills to them. Uh, They will display it live on YouTube, Twitch, and also on the Epic Strategies Network uh, live on Thursday nights. All right, let's get into this and get this out of the way. This is going to be for my UK people. Uh, Apparently, there's a prime minister in the UK. or No, not prime minister. I'm sorry. Somebody in parliament um, that is getting some slack over what they call spreading misinformation about the covid jabs uh that are being rolled out or that have been rolled out and apparently he's being he has gotten punished for it for putting because god forbid you put out uh information that um contradicts yours right god knows i go through that every day uh there's always somebody with a contradicting uh viewpoint. So if I got to bear with it, why can't parliament can or Congress? But anyway, uh, here's an article that, uh, and it's going to be going through and I'm going to be playing the, uh, the clip uh, of that exchange between two people in parliament in the UK. Wow. It's not Al anymore. (laughs) That's not it though. Sorry.
2: United Kingdom MP Andrew Bridgen has been suspended from sitting as a conservative MP, had his conservative whip removed, and will now serve without a party affiliation until a formal investigation is completed. Mr. Bridgen's crime was simply tweeting a Zero Hedge article detailing American CDC statistics showing COVID jabs are far more dangerous than previously reported.
0: That's all he did.
2: Along with this article, Bridgen wrote, as one consultant cardiologist said to me, this is the biggest crime against humanity since the Holocaust.
0: That's some fat
2: Hancock, the disgraced UK health secretary who locked the nation down during COVID erupted at Bridgen on Wednesday, telling the prime minister that tweet was a disgusting antisemitic, anti-vax conspiracy theory that is deeply offensive and anti-scientific.
0: yep and here's the exchange between them uh hopefully it's uh it's nice and clear
1: does the prime minister agree with me that the disgusting anti-semitic anti-vax conspiracy theories that have been promulgated online this morning are not only deeply offensive but anti-scientific and have no place in this house or in our wider society
2: Yeah.
1: Well, can I join with my right noble friend in completely condemning those types of comments that we saw this morning in the strongest possible terms. Obviously, it is utterly unacceptable to make linkages and use language like that, and I'm determined that the scourge of anti-Semitism is eradicated. It has absolutely no place in our society. And I know that the previous few years have been challenging for the Jewish community, and I never want them to experience anything like that ever again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want to get caught The British MP has
2: been constantly sharing epic videos and articles exposing the dangerous shots lately, but apparently just typing the word Holocaust crossed a line for the Labour Party. Responding to Matt Hancock calling Bridgen an anti-Semite, cardiologist Dr. Asim Malhotra wrote on Twitter, with the greatest respect Matt, there's no conspiracy theory here, it's the product of a system failure of which we are all victims. The corporate capture of public health. Happy to meet with you again and present the data. Also, majority of responses to your tweet are not supportive. What a mor- you are totally incorrect. BBC broadcaster Dominique Samuels tweeted in defense of Bridgen, saying he was punished for telling the truth about the COVID-19 vaccine. Whew. His statements are backed up by the opinions of eminent scientists. She wrote, "This government is on the side of Big Pharma and the WEF." It doesn't give a damn about you. She also pointed out that the MP didn't even make the statement about the Holocaust as it was a cardiologist who made the comparison. The Dem is starting to break regarding the truth about how deadly the COVID shots are. And once the masses find out the truth, they will focus their anger on the establishment that lied and led them into an early grave.
0: so there you go <clears throat> now that's being said now in parliament uh, and they want to shut it down really quick uh it's really uh i don't know i i see so many similarities in between uh the united states and everywhere else i mean of course i don't see any of those conversations happening in australia and if they are you know they're being censored really quick but at least uh across the pond over there in the uk uh there's somebody with some sense it just it just messed up how there's only like a handful of people that are actually doing this and it's like they don't have any any backup right any backup to help them you know i'm sure there are people that do follow them believe them right you know the silent minority i guess you can say but if, it looks like they have they have overwhelming odds against them i guess everybody that has stock into these companies are making enough to uh shut the you know shut everybody else's mouth up that seems to be the uh the criteria here i was on slacker82 alphas podcast yesterday uh, making uh, you know several comments, but mostly listening, and uh, there was a lot of back and forth. There's, it's always uh, comes to the, it always comes to the point of what can we do, and and the one one of the things that I mentioned was it could be you have to be as crooked as they are. That is the I think that is the only way because you saw how. Certain people, at least here in the United States, were treated uh, when they thought voicing their opinion in the Capitol, you know, was the right thing to do. <clears throat> and of course, they went too far and caused a lot of damage. So they're paying the price. And Now you see in Brazil, they're, they did the same thing. And uh, what really changed? The former president left, I think, to Florida from what I hear. I wonder if he's getting pointers from our former president. And uh, the one that's elected, <clears throat> I think he fleed the country as well. But is anything ultimately going to get changed? No, I don't think so. So the one thing that I can only think of is being, more, being greedier than they are. They're getting a lot of funding from uh, a lot of these—I uh, uh, don't know—people that I don't want to. I don't want to generalize a group of people, but people that have the money now are the ones that are pushing this uh, globalized uh, planet, right? Globalized planet, globalized government, everything one. And the one problem that I have with that is that. Having a collective a collective mind, you know, that eliminates individuality. And you can see that in practice, where everybody was forced, pretty much forced, coerced, manipulated, into taking something that's experimental. And we can debate all day about you know, the efficacy of it and how much it works or how much it doesn't work. But the fact of the matter is that even if it is a small percentage of people that you have no choice but to say they had an adverse effect to it, those are still individuals that you have to answer to, right? You have to answer to those one – 1%, 2%, 1%, 2%, it doesn't even matter how many it is. But you have to answer to those people that are getting injured, hurt, possibly dying from it. You know, I know everybody likes to play the, the numbers game and, and, you know, fight for the odds, right? Like, what are the odds of these things happening to you? But there is a possibility. I mean are you willing to take that gamble with your own kids? Some of them are. Some people are. They're 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 running to the clinics to get uh, their children jabbed, right? So I don't know. I guess I'm a minority in this. Uh not a lot of people think the way I do. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. I, I always get a lot of uh, backlash about it, but I mean, I'm here still saying it. What can you do? Now, I'm going to play this clip that's going to be quite lengthy, so bear with me, but at least there's somebody talking about it. A former vice president of Pfizer, a doctor, who did a, a conference call uh, pretty much laying it out in full you know full blown uh, you know open window you know you can see everything he he pretty much lays it all out what the uh, what is happening the statistics and you know what is the ultimate goal behind it but if you want to listen to it you can if you don't I'll catch you guys later.
1: I'm Dr. Mike Yeadon. I describe myself as an industry veteran. I've worked in the biopharmaceutical industry for all of my life. My first degree was biochemistry and toxicology. Um, English people don't like to brag, but I'm told I should. I was top of the year by a very long way. As an undergraduate, I worked on the military clearance at um, Porton Down. That's the equivalent, I guess, of Fort Detrick. It's where the UK military develops its so-called chemical defenses. I also worked for six months at the um, Police Forensic Service um, headquarters at Aldermaston. So I learned a lot of analytical techniques in that time. Then I did a research-based PhD uh, in respiratory pharmacology. Um, and then after that, uh, I jumped into industry. I had seven years, seven happy years at the Welcome Research Labs, so after that, I went to Pfizer in the UK at their very famous sandwich Kent research base. Um, I think more drugs were, blockbuster drugs were discovered and released from that lab than any other single establishment on the planet. I I wish I could claim I had anything to do with it, but I didn't. But what it did do is give me the opportunity to learn, as you were at the knee, of uh, great drug discoveries. People who actually conceived, led programs, invented molecules developed them, gone through safety testing and launched them, and they're all made more than a billion a year thereafter. So so it's a really good place for learning this trade. The reason I'm speaking out is because I noticed uh, advisors to the UK government lying lying on directly on television. And first it was just kind of fascinating, but through the spring and into the summer of 2020, I became uh, first alarmed and then later in the year, frightened, and I still remain frightened. How could it possibly be that Germany, Italy, the United States, Iceland, Scandinavian countries have all got the same bunch of wrong information all at the same time? And I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, there's only one way that can happen, and that's if they all agreed to do it beforehand. The evidence of a a supranational plan is the discarding of simple, well-established pandemic preparedness plans and replacing them with this bunch of lies and it turns out that it's not a particularly lethal virus if it exists at all it's about the same as a bad seasonal influenza but in sweden and germany i looked at the public record not one healthy child has died as a consequence of being infected by this virus not one i think the ultimate aim is control and we'll we will come on so onto this the control mechanism that we can see being installed all around us of the so-called vaccine passports uh, certificate first on paper and eventually a QR code on your phone that tells anyone who needs to know that you have received the requisite number of doses of these materials. It'll be the end of cash and of any privacy of any transaction. They've lied to you with the objective of both frightening you and I think also learning from financially experienced people. The other objective was to begin to destroy the economy and the sovereign currencies and i think that's that's a continuing objective so the design of them i would say it was it was toxic by design it was always going to harm people and i'm absolutely certain about this as a pharmacologist and a toxicologist is by choosing this design the range of outcomes is probably a thousand times worse than it would be for a conventional vaccine because you know, the actual amount of protein produced will vary by orders of magnitude more. It will. But I'm really quite concerned that there's a serious intent to kill a very large proportion of the population of the world. Again, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, they certainly set the scene where a bad actor could introduce a gene sequence that will rob you of your health and kill you in a fairly predictable way, at a fairly predictable rate. So. Please, I'm begging of you, whatever your neighbors say, or your school teacher, or your government advisor, uh, I'm afraid they're lying or mistaken. You must not vaccinate your children. If this was a public health measure, you would only administer these vaccines to people who could benefit most from it, so the people who are most likely to get ill and die. And that would exclude healthy young people. It would certainly exclude children. It would definitely exclude pregnant women and here's the other thing it would definitely exclude anyone who's had the virus and recovered Let, let's look at the thing that's most comparable so she looked at all the injected uh products against influenza and it turns out as you can see it's decades of data uh, and it's about 22 23,000 lots manufacturing lots and if you look to the right the covid mrna vaccines uh five lines down similar number 25,000 so they similar numbers of lots. But if you look at the serious adverse events, uh, you can see like a five-fold difference there from 9,000 to 47,000. And in terms of deaths, I think that's like um, eight times worse. So something very peculiar is happening. I mean, what I've just told you, you may not appreciate the significance of it. It's not the same stuff. So if you thought it was the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine that was used in the clinical trials, uh, some of the batches contain something different i want to show you what i th- what we think is a normal well- manufactured consistent high quality product looks like in the real world when you give it to you know millions of people over time so now that's with that established and baseline is around four and the highest value was 37 corvin if you could show us the next slide i think it is the next slide yes so this by now should start to take your breath away Look how many batches of COVID products are worse than that. So a number of things I want to point out here. One is the extreme level of side effects that we're seeing, orders of magnitude. I would say just the rolling average here is looking like, I don't know, between 100 and 200 instead of four. That These are really toxic products. They really are toxic. These, these are people who've suffered and some of whom have died. But as you cast your eye across the, uh, you know, across the axis at the bottom, you can see that some of the uh, numbers there are associated with very small numbers. They're so small that you can't see it registering on the thickness of the x-axis marked, y-axis marked zero, and yet close to it, uh, there are a whole bunch of batches that have got, you know, 400, 600 serious adverse events per lot, and they're roughly the same size. That means there's not the same product. It's not the same stuff in each glass bottle. That's an offence in all sorts of ways against the Alterating Drugs Act. It cannot be accidental because they are professionals that know how to manufacture consistently. It's not possible uh, that this is small variation in product because it's you know, an emergency situation, difficult to make. But what you've seen in front of you there, I've described it to other people. I said I'm worried that this is calibration of a killing weapon. I'm afraid I've come to the conclusion that they're doing it on purpose because they're so professional. And after a year, they know this data. This data is their, their, um, it's their window onto the world. They can go into VAERS, they can filter for their own products and their own uh, uh, lot and batch numbers, and they can see what's happening. They know. So the fact they haven't stopped this um, tells me that they're at least okay with it, and I I fear that this is deliberate. Why might it be? Why might it be deliberate? Well, um, as as we've seen over the last two years, um, big techs like Google, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter and so on have uh, uh, persistently said we're not having anyone making a comment or a recording that uh, disagrees with what the public health officials say and we're going to call that misinformation and we're going to basically we'll send to you and maybe de-platform you what that means is that um, a qualified person like me and i promise i have no axe to grind whatsoever other than telling you what i think is is true which is that we're, we're facing a global crime people like me cannot speak to the public because the tech companies have decided not to let me. And that's true of uh, mainstream TV, mainstream radio. I've only ever appeared on radio where they where they maligned me. They told me lots of lies, um, and I, so I then threatened them, and then they deleted the recording. Which tells you something, doesn't it? So, it?
0: so, in mainstream radio and mainstream media, you know that's the that's the problem with it when you have to when they have to deal with people uh, paying their money, right? Isn't it funny how, uh, as I was uh, playing this, I got a notification of uh, let's see, of uh, two two former employees sue ESPN over COVID vaccine mandates. That's pretty uh, pretty crazy. In a, in a complaint filed in a Connecticut court. On Wednesday, former ESPN uh, reporter Allison Williams and longtime uh, producer Beth Faber, Faber, or Faber, I don't know how you want to say it, alleged that the company made no, no serious attempt to accommodate their COVID 19 exemptions request. So, we'll see how that goes, and uh, maybe they'll get some money. It's a second night to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again.